win a day. Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> Doing exceptional. That was it. That was a, a great movie right there. Not for <laughs> any other reason than Pacino. Uh, Pretty yeah. Boy, you remember Pretty Boy in that movie? What was his name? Robin? I don't know. Sure you do. Pretty boy, pretty boy. I call him pretty boy. He's Robin in the Batman in the dumbest bat in the the dumbest Batman movie. It's actually called Batman, the dumbest was, was one. Was he also in the Runaway Bride? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, me neither. I don't. I don't actually. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, but what I what I know is he was uh, he was the kid, the kid, and then in the Hua movie, sure, Dan- Dancing with a Blind Guy. What was that called? Inadequate. Uh, Inadequate. Scent, <laughs> scent of a woman. <laughs> It was called Inadequate. <laughs> it's fantastic. Scent I, of a woman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they only play that uh, anymore. You only When you see that movie, they only play the dancing scene anymore. <laughs> that's the only scene because they know that's the that's the only one anybody really cares about. But it looks up, hoo the angry blind guy can dance. Hoo-ah! <laughs> uh, that was a good show, actually. Yeah. What are we going to do? <laughs> you know, I so we should probably come out and say it. Uh the horrible truth. Oh, oh come on. No, I'm gonna do it. Does your wife know? <laughs> you're not you're not gonna choose this moment, are you? <laughs> <laughs> this seems awkward. It's just feeling <laughs> a little a little itchy. This doesn't seem like the right moment, Pete. I don't know. Megan All right, go Me- ahead. Come Me- out with it. <laughs> Megan who? <laughs> Come out with it. She she quit the show, man. I don't like to look at it that way. She quit. No. You know why? Because she really quit us. I know. And I feel jilted. If we weren't on the show, if we had quit the show, it would be just Megan. She would stick around. That's the truth. <laughs> if we'd quit, she would stay. Well, she... <laughs> that's interesting. That's an interesting thought. That's <laughs> it. I quit. I want to see if she comes back do that uh so megan quit the show and uh i don't know i i don't know what that means i i don't know either but i all of a sudden i didn't plan on this but i just feel like bagging on her do you really no i don't no i don't either. but it she would was, be a fun roast she was if she were here <laughs> we should have her on just for a roast for a roast in it yeah right it, we'll it's gonna be her, a best of we'll tell we'll just we'll see if she's been listening to the show because we'll build up for it but she um, swears she is going to continue to listen doubt that i doubt that <laughs> i That's strongly doubt i don't i don't listen to this show and we'll call her and we'll say megan we're going to do a special cause marketing naked marketers and it'll be great we need you on <laughs> and then it'll just be a roast <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun oh that's good we should do that we should do that <laughs> you know what i'm kind of excited about though i, I just i'm dying to know well, then dc super friends no not no. dying about that My kids are totally into that right now i'm i'm excited about um the the coming campaign season and the really like low level, like state level candidates or Congress people <laughs> and their YouTube only ads. All right, tell me about this. What have you seen lately? Um, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> you haven't watched any yet? That's your there's, whole thing? No, no, no. There's this one, Kathy Peterson in right. Alabama. Uh, and it looks really awesome. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm looking right now. Kathy <laughs> Peterson. There she is. <laughs> There just, are actually I, uh, a lot of Kathy Petersons. Uh, okay, I don't know. Kathy, this is Al- Kathy Peterson, Alabama. Yeah, President Go, Public Service Commission. There she is. Kathy2012.org. Uh, All right. I, this, it really is a, a wonderful season because it really, I think, it, the low level. Okay, so you look at, at, you know, Romney, Romney's campaign ads. And you can tell they're totally, they're handled. You know, they're by handlers. Pe- sure. People who are coming up with that message. And he's saying, yeah, oh, that looks good. You should do that. Uh, but they're always by a team of people sitting around a room. You can just you can just feel it. Like, this was groupthink. Well, and He's- what do they call, like, in a, in a normal corporation, they would call, they'd have a director of marketing or they might have um, an ad director of some kind or, or as a 
you know, VP of public relations or whatever, but which maybe that's what it is in a, in a political campaign. But yeah, I was thinking, you know, like Romney's yeah. background, he's like, basically probably got a marketing and an, an advertising and, but they've got different names, I would assume. So it doesn't look so corporate. And so, you know, like, well, if that guy signs off on it, then I'm okay with it. Well, it's a, it's like a, it's a campaign manager. I mean, that's a person who kind of handles that sure. stuff, right? I mean, that's can be paid, guess, could be volunteer, likely volunteer for Kathy Peterson in uh, Alabama. <laughs> I know. Well, I see. I just have such a love for like the local ads, local advertising. Well, this was what I was going to say. And this is why I think it, it rings so true for you personally, because I think when you look at these local, when you go hyper local on these little campaigns and these mom and pop stores, you get the most honest advertising of any <laughs> advertising that's out there, right? <laughs> if you want to know what this business or this campaign or what this this uh, you know candidate is made of, you go local and you will get a picture of them like no other. Well, well I just think I, we started to see this. I think maybe only about two years ago where some uh where yeah local level campaigns or just kind of that lower tier state level whatever or they didn't have a ton of money and they realized like oh my gosh there's this youtube there's this thing called the interwebs and um you know my kid has a camera or whatever we just got this new video camera for christmas and yeah i'm just gonna hop right in front of it i'm gonna speak my mind speak from the gut like a Rick Perry, and, uh, <laughs> my own version. I'm going to say Perry. I have three things to tell you. <laughs> First one is I love you too. Second, Second one is oh for me. Third, third uh, department of De well, you know, department of education. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, no, yeah. I'm not serious. <laughs> what do you think I am? <laughs> anyway, my kids, uh, my kids would like you to vote for me. Let's go shoot a gun. <laughs> that's terrible it's terrible or where they they speak basic about all things that have nothing to do with the position they're going for they're gonna be like treasurer but they're all about uh how obama's a socialist and we're gonna fight them red commies you know uh did you are you up on the daily show a little bit i mean it's been off did for you quite a while, but no, I no, no no this was the last week before hiatus oh no he did, did a bit i've been a little bit in limbo a li really do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about it? No, <laughs> you're, right you're actually broadcasting live from Meridian, um, Idaho. What do they call? What do they? What is the? Uh, what's on the license plate in Idaho? It's you know, not because so many varieties of license plate here. Uh, plates, yeah, licenses, plates. <laughs> is it as good as live free or die? That'd be. That's a pretty sweet one. Yeah, and almost unbeatable. Almost unbeatable. I can't. I can't. In fact, think of one that beats it: live free or die. Now that's pretty sweet. It's when you say it you know, with conviction. You know, <laughs> they're actually serious. Sweet. We want you to live free, or you can, you know. <laughs> but I you know, where they feel that way more than New Hampshire, because right. I don't think that same spirit exists in New Hampshire All right. as it did when that. But you know where it exists is Montana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can Montana, feel that. I think those people actually really believe that. Anyway, yeah, you know, I've driven through Montana, and that, there is a—that's a state where you feel like you know it's in this—it's this big, big sky country, right? And oh, yeah. you, Montana is a—if you're not from there, you feel like you should get out. <laughs> it, it is a unique place, man. Ah, oh, beautiful place. So, uh, Stuart did a bit. Uh, we should post a link to this if you haven't seen it. It was—it was a bit on, uh, on. Uh, Herman Cain, Barbara Walters, interviewing Herman Cain as as one of the ten most interesting people, and it is uh, it it it's seriously one of the funniest bits I've seen him do in a long time. And the the premise of the bit, you know, he spends fifteen minutes off of this bit where Herman Cain, where Barbara Walters says to Herman Cain, hypothetically, if you if you could take on a cabinet position, what would that cabinet position be? And he says, now we're speaking hypothetically here. <laughs> and she says, yes, we, yes, Herman Cain, we are, we are speaking hypothetically. And he looks at her dead serious. And he says, Department of Defense. And she looks at him like her eyes fall out of her head. And she says, what? And then 
this is what you have to see. Because that's that's funny in itself when you see Barbara Walters do that. But then he goes off and he says, this man caused Barbara Walters, who has been on television since television started, to do the reporter's equivalent of a spit take. And he goes and he plays clips of her with with uh, uh, dictators and moguls and idiots and actors, <laughs> all of them. And she's staying totally serious. <laughs> but five minutes with Herman Cain. And she loses composure completely. It is brilliant. And by the way, Herman Cain, an example of that local tradition. Yeah. <laughs> taken to a big national multi-million dollar uh level it's what happens i mean he had some winning commercials that were sort of youtube only are there any are there any other <laughs> women who are going to come out and talk about your you know uh, affairs with them not off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> he was great he was I mean, great John, he is a John real Stewart loss would have loved a uh, like a runoff between um donald trump and herman cain oh that would have been great for comedy shows. Oh, totally. Because those guys are just a sound bite a minute. Truly. But I gotta say, like, I just I think we should have a side business of uh like political campaigns. There's got to be, and I know Oregon, I know for a fact that Oregon's a battleground state. And not only that, it's also like California, a state that gets filled up with ballot measures and pretty much I would say, Pete, uh, September, October of this 2012, you're not going to get a commercial that is not a political commercial. Well, no, that's true. Uh, we definitely, as a high season, it's not as bad as California because uh, we don't have, like, California's um, initiative process that is totally run by the people. <laughs> is, Democracy in action. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that that's absolutely messed up that state and we don't have it that bad it is a battleground state for sure and that we have we have you know our our own you know little circles of weird but but it's no california i resent that you call us that you even compare us to california well i i i left california what, what, but what you can't defend i think I, I mean oregon has more than just a few circles of weird I've been there. In <laughs> state. There's more than just a couple of circles of This weird. is why I don't find Portlandia funny. <laughs> because, like, what's funny about it? Okay, you put a bird on it. That's how I live. <laughs> There's, that's not funny. That's, like, mourning. <laughs> yep. I love Portlandia. Uh, um, yeah, so, okay, we'll just we'll hit Oregon. We'll hit California. And I'm just saying, we got to find ballot measures, and we've got to find candidates who are willing to just let the camera roll? What do and you what do you what do you think of of uh, let's see? First of all, uh, Iowa is over, right? Okay. Uh, what happened? <laughs> what happened in Iowa? Yeah. Well, okay. So uh, I guess uh, let's let's reposition this. Is well, here's why because I'm I'm looking at you have a uh, I know a, a deep personal bond. With both uh, Mitt Romney and uh, was it uh, Huntsman? I have a geographical bond, deep, right? As yeah. I said, a deep personal bond. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm curious. Now I know. Okay, so Romney uh, actually uh, took the caucus, but not by, not by much. Rick Santorum came out oh, come of on, uh, eight votes. That's more than six. <laughs> It's less than ten, but it it's is. more. It's five. more than it's more than Newt Gingrich, <laughs> the the yeah. hate candidate. No, the condescension candidate. I wanted, to, and it, I can't believe Ron Paul is uh, came in third. So Mitt Romney came in first with eight votes over Rick Santorum, uh, with some I don't know four thirty eight hundred votes more than Ron Paul, who performed very well, uh, beat Newt Gingrich by ten thousand. Uh, votes and Rick Perry by what fourteen thousand? I don't uh, know. Michelle Bachman, thank goodness. Uh, everybody beat her by a lot. And she won and, Iowa, not but what five months ago? Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, how the winds the winds have changed. <laughs> oh, but There's I loved. By the way, I loved last night's Daily Show. I think it was. I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. You're going to spoil it. You're going to spoil well, it. Well, just a quick little clip of her. I, th I think it was, uh, I think it was maybe not 
the announcement of her stepping down. Maybe it was just the election night speech, which was kind of, well, we've done our best. But then she makes some comment about how her husband, while she was like going door to door and hitting the neighborhoods, he was out buying glasses for their dog, like sunglasses. <laughs> for Karen. And, <laughs> no. And, <laughs> and no. he's the guy, by the way, that uh, uh, like runs a, what is it like, homosexual reprogramming? I don't know what they call it, but where they, you know, yeah. they try to straighten people out. Yeah. Yeah. He's just. Uh, That's a. He horrible, is not the most thing. manly man that, uh, oh. anyway, so, and well, John Stewart a- always makes fun of that, but it was pretty funny. He gives this face like, oh, sorry, honey, I should have been helping you more. <laughs> I had to, but yes, look, you're I bought right. matching I sunglasses. Do with me love, I do love to shop for dog accessories. <laughs> <laughs> and that day seemed as good as any. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why she didn't come home. <laughs> oh, it was the Iowa caucus. Oh. That's right. Oh. We were fighting for a political life. Anyway, oh. but there's this cute little store. They sell the neatest things for small dogs, purse dogs. Anyway, oh. yeah, no, she was a she was a treasure. Um, yeah, what happened in Iowa? Well, no, I know, this is why I want to get back. Okay, first okay. of all, Mitt Romney, your close uh, personal friend. Right. <laughs> uh, he did uh, very well, and uh, I, I don't know why he did very he did well. Eight, eight votes well. He eight votes well. Uh, John Huntsman uh, didn't skipped do as Iowa. well. He, well, he skipped Well, uh, he skipked Iowa for campaign. And, and he, he said, he by the way, He did end up with 745 votes. Did he? Yeah, but he says, uh, he says today, he says he sees opportunity despite Iowa results. That's optimism. Well, he made a little statement that I think was not going to win him any votes in Iowa, where he said, yeah, I'm skipping Iowa. This was about a week ago. And I'm I'm focusing on New Hampshire because in New Hampshire, they make presidents. In Iowa, they grow corn. And I I didn't figure that win over the populace. That's that's, that's like, you know, bold. my new state of Idaho saying, you know, if it was like, oh, New Hampshire, I'm focusing on because in Idaho, they basically just grow potatoes. <laughs> I don't care. That's right. <laughs> I don't eat French fries. Or if it were Oregon. In Oregon, they just make freaky people. <laughs> Wait Sorry. <a> <laughs> I, I love what Oregon. I, what I, want I to moved know to of Idaho you. to be closer to Oregon. Let's I know you did. This that. is one state. Just every 10 years, you move but up I'm a state. I'm very close. I'm very close to Oregon right now. Uh, Ontario. But hey. <sighs> All right. I hear what I want to know. Quite a town. No, no, Sorry. No. I, what I want to know is, uh, I, I'd like your expert opinion on what you think the uh, the leading message should be for the top candidates. The leading, if you were the campaign manager, this is for our new ad agency focusing on political vignettes. Yep. yep. What would you? What would? What is the Romney message? Because you know he help. went big, man. That guy. He. Uh, this was the, the other thing that uh, that <laughs> Stewart pointed out it was so brilliant was uh, he showed a, I didn't see this so that's that's why I bring up Stewart again uh, when the ball dropped on New Year's Eve right mm-hmm. uh, Romney rented the big screen in Times Square behind the ball for product placement wow. it was vote Romney in 2012 in New York City pretty smart. Yeah. Or is it overexposed? Well, exactly. Right. It's like, God, that is such a good idea. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'd almost, if you were him, you'd almost want to just, just really not talk. He doesn't. Kind of lay he doesn't low. If anything, that, uh, you know, if anything, Santorum and Gingrich and Perry have proven their ability, and, and Michelle Bachman have proven their ability to torpedo their own campaigns. Like, you don't have to do much to, to just be quiet and just, right. and, and you will win the, the race. Yeah, no, if you if you were in a debate with that whole field and and you're I, I would say the goal would be to speak maybe twenty percent as much as any of them do. Just let them talk as much as possible. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a good campaign. So let's see. So are you saying, hmm, so for Rick Santorum. Don't Google me. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> My name's Rick Santorum. Don't Google me. Don't Google me. Please don't visit me online. Yeah, poor guy. He hasn't been able to win that battle yet, has he? No, like, no. He's, he's still <laughs> still suffering. <laughs> still, still suffering from the Dan Savage effect. 
Yeah, that was rough for that guy. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he's lucky that uh, that it's election season on Google because if you haven't seen this, Google has a new uh, election results uh, uh, landing page with all of the. It's aggregated all the news and search results related to election coverage, and it's sort of a. It, it's a nice. Um, I don't. Have you played with this thing, Google Elections? Yep, I have not. Um, it's. I think I, I said that right. Uh, I think it's google.com slash elections. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's it, google.com slash elections, and it's just this nice landing page about politics and all the search results and YouTube channels and the calendars. Uh, you can subscribe to uh, the PBS NewsHour calendar of, of all the election events. You can choose to look at each um, uh, you know, at each candidate's uh, bio and background and all the news related to them. Um, and, and so it's a, it's a great landing page. I really like what Google has done for this in terms of, you know, giving people a chance to see this. And as a result, uh, it appears to me that Google is prioritizing, um, you know, election news specifically at the top of search results. So if you do a Google search for Santorum, you get news results first and then the horrible begins. (laughs) Well, lucky, lucky Rick. (laughs) So... Yeah, it's I would I would boy. I mean if I were uh savage, I, I would just be I, I would wake up in the morning proud every day, I think, because I can't imagine really getting beyond Iowa with that being a fact. I don't know. That's <laughs> I think he I think he really pulled off a feat there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I uh, I think you're right. Um he really pulled something off. That, well, it, it maybe it shows that you know Santorum followers are just notoriously not technolo- technology friendly. Right. Like they just they just don't understand. They're still using pliers to change a channel. Well, I don't think he had any expectation of going very far, um, and and you know interviews with like sort of various NPR journalists and stuff. I, I they're just like yeah we were. They're kind of admitting uh, on the day of yeah the uh caucuses that that they really it was kind of a joke of sorts i mean he'd sort of show up with no entourage like no real crew of any kind no real budget basically one of his kids and carrying his own luggage at most events but Mm -hmm. anyway got to hand it to him He, he he surged on uh caucus day so you know but that of course brings with it it's as has been the case through the entire um, primaries so far, brings with it the the spotlight of, oh, yeah, and you said this, and you also said that, and uh, this is in your past. And yeah. uh, and these guys have got some crazy statements, just the whole group of them. So, yes, Rick Santorum, don't Google me, perfect. Um, well, you know, it's, it's really funny. This is fascinating. I don't think I've ever, I, I have never looked at all of the candidates' uh, websites side by side. You should do this. Are you ready? Uh, uh, so Ron Paul, tw- I think it's ronpaul2012.com. Uh, Ron Paul's website, okay, ronpaulmittromney.com, newt.org. And ricksantorum.com. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, Obama. I'm letting you do this because I'm just staring at the pastoral sereneness of rural Ada County. Go ahead. Really? Uh Uh-huh. No, I want to hear the description from you. I want to, you know, I want to be my, I want to be in the listener's shoes. You go ahead. This isn't going to be as interesting if you're not looking. Oh, come on. All right. So uh, you look at them all side by side. I remember the, uh, and I can't remember the the head of the digital campaign for Obama, but I remember the all of the Republican. Uh, but he works for somebody now, right? Yeah. No, yeah. Some, he made a name for himself. He did. Whoever it was. That's, that's, we've actually talked about him, I think, in the past. I think so. This makes us look bad. there was a moment we pretended to be full of knowledge about him but anyway no it's because we can talk at at very little depth about great many things (laughs) i I, the the site itself was uh 
wonderful and it was it's it, and even now the obama uh, barackobama.com website is you know all sort of serene blues it's very calming and very democrat de- very democrat and if you remember last year all of the uh you know the republican or last election all the republicans they were just the the opposite it was just very red and everything was red uh and now if you look at the romney site and the uh, Newt Gingrich site and the Rick Santorum site in particular, um, I find this interesting. They're all very blue, very calming, um, very sort of congenial. Even even Newt.org is congenial and calm and feels just very welcoming. Uh, Romney in particular is uh, looks like a nice um, WordPress theme. <laughs> and uh, I say that with great respect for WordPress. Um, and Ron Paul, of all of them, the, uh, is is the red action, action news. We believe in Ron Paul. Uh, yeah, well, he's an old guy. I think he kind of needs that. Uh, you think? Do you think that's what that represents? What do you think? I mean, I, that's what I'm, my opinion is, or that's what my question is. What do you think about the, the tone and theme of the candidates, their positioning, I, I, well, their I am, design but, positioning? Yeah, no, I'm... I, I do like this though on Ron Paul's website that when you scroll down a bit, he's got it, it's a choose your state, and it's got the you know the U.S. and every state in the U.S. is red. That seems subliminal. It's interesting. Yeah, right. Very interesting. What's that about? Well, <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's part of the um, what's that called the um, the vortex the. What's the description of uh, Steve Jobs? The delusion, the <laughs> what's that thing? The sort the of self delusion, you know, where you create your oh, own reality. No, no, no. I distorts, know it's... reality. Distorts. All right, I, I was going to say it, but I felt like you were it's, on it's, such a roll. I, I was close. It's the Fox News reality distortion field where you might lead people to believe that every state really is a red state. Yeah. They just sometimes vote blue on occasion. I think I think that's the well. That's what's actually there. interesting is that even the red states are just even more red. <laughs> right, exactly. They're all shades of red. It's like there's we're sort of pinkish red and then blood that's red. Pretty good. If Although, you're committed, you're going to bleed for it. Don't we believe that uh, Ron Paul is going to run as a third party candidate at some point? Apparently, so is uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Vegas mogul. What's his name? Real estate. Steve Wynn? No, no, no. The guy, he already has been in and dropped out. Uh, Vegas mogul. No, not New York. To... New York. Trump. Okay. Donald Trump. <laughs> so Steve, tr- Steve Wynn is the Vegas. Steve, mogul. Right, that's right. So Donald Trump, you heard what his new thing is. He says he's going to host the de- host a debate, and if he doesn't like the results of the debate, he may jump in as an independent. Oh, I thought that was a fun move. He's a winner. Man, how about BachmanHouse.gov? What a horrible website that is. All right, wait that a minute. Is, I, that's, that's one I didn't bring up. up. Above MichelleBachman.com, where she's got kind of an Alfred E. Newman look on her face. In fact, uh, in a big way. She's got more of a space between those teeth than I thought. Um, yeah, so the tone. Well, this one doesn't really have a color theme. Are you talking about Bachman House? That one's horrible. No, that's, that's like, yeah, that's like a high school. Uh, that, that's a high school project. Oh, really? No. <laughs> Well, no, I'm not serious. I, I'm not, not being not serious. Trump. I'm not being serious. I'm being sarcastic. Horrible. It is not good. Horrible. But uh, you were saying, so if I go to just Michelle, if I Google Michelle Bachman. Well, that's what I did. There's a MichelleBachman.com. But these themes really are interesting. It's interesting you should bring this up. And you're right. There's a very blue theme. Very calming. I think you've kind of hit that one. The- Even the image, like the first image that you see of Michelle Bachman, you can see the the big headline promotional image of her is blue and calming mm-hmm. in spite of how strident and red she is <laughs> yeah go ahead and make sense of that but the image the background images the gradients of the flag they've all been like a uh, split tone blue um now is there still a herman cain website let's check that out please let there be a herman cain <laughs> <laughs> yep herman uh system offline wow he really pulled out didn't he Holy cow. Wow. He just... Uh... Now, does he still gonna, work at uh, Godfather Pizza? Can, does he still work at Godfather Pizza? Does like he? he? Like he was delivering for them one day? 
he was a CEO. He wasn't the yeah, owner, was I, he? I, I don't know, but CEO, I, I think. I thought he was a... My name is Herman Cain, and that merits more respect. Employee? I don't know. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm going to go to uh, facebook.com slash the Herman Cain. There <laughs> this he is. This is probably the point where if Megan was on the show, <laughs> we, she would never shut us up. we never would have gotten this far. No, it's truly not. The <laughs> If you go to, this is one of the things I really like about the, his Facebook link. Facebook.com slash capital T, capital H, capital E, Herman Cain. Oh, yeah, that is sweet. They've That's actually got... The case sensitive URL. Wow, love that. He means it. He is the Herman Cain. Are you the Dane Christensen anywhere? No, but I'm going to try that, man. I think that's brilliant. The yeah, I love yeah. that for sure. For everything. Capitalize the hell out of everything. Oh, do. Yeah, why not? Heck yeah, I'm going to do uh, that. So, so but yeah, he's so he's, he's got, got, got this very red, kind of a split tone. How about this though? Yeah. How how about like. What percentage of American political campaigns, regardless of political stripe uh, or persuasion, are done in red, white, and blue? All, all of them. And how many Americans do you think realize that the French national colors are also red, white, and blue? I mean, I just throwing that out there. Not, that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of people who think that only America is red, white, and blue, but... I mean, I see some now every now and then I'll see and it's generally going to be a Democrat, by the way, but they'll do green or um, I don't know. I've I've seen green is kind of a somewhat common one, I guess, but sort of a black montage of some kind. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like you aren't a serious candidate unless red, white and blue are somewhere in your color motif. Yeah, no, I think that's true. But but if you look at what uh, what Obama did in. Uh, with that, I, and I look at the Obama, and I, yeah, you know, I, I look at the Obama design aesthetic, right, and the the design, the overall design theme, and the message that went with it, as uh, about as sort of humanizing effect on a campaign as you could get. I mean, that that the whole it it really aligned with the underlying grassroots message of uh, that the campaign itself was trying to foster, right, uh, and at the time. Um, the Republican candidates were not, you know, it was it was definitely red, big. It just reeked of mahogany and big money. That's just what the design aesthetic felt like from for me. Uh, and now, it's sort of hard to tell them apart. Now that you'd have to, other than the what is it, Michelle dot or whatever, easy um, to tell that one apart. <laughs> other than that. You'd have to think some very serious uh, thought or at least some A-B split testing went into some of these. And I wonder, here's something I wonder, because, you know, we can say from the one hand, well, maybe this was PR-driven or maybe somebody, maybe they did do some focus groups, but maybe there's sort of this top-level thought process that we, the most important thing in this particular sort of primary campaign um, uh, time period that we... You know, the candidates that, that seem to sort of stay afloat, at least, have, uh, I mean, Mitt Romney uh, seems to have sort of held his his position, more or less, based on he's the only sort of thoughtful or he isn't crazy or he's not, you know, overly aggressive or whatever. And so maybe there's that thought process. But you'll notice on almost every one of these websites that the... Um, the most upfront action or call to action or uh, focus is donation. So, you know, hit any one of these sites and some of them, it's sort of like donate first, go to the website later, or, you know, you have the option right away or let's, you know, they're obviously trying to get that. And if they did split testing, so if they did some other color motifs or some other, even other sort of design elements or messaging or content, and let's just make some assumption with as much money as at stake here, you would think that there was some real testing that happened. I don't know if there was, but um, there should be, right? But how much of that was based on poll, polling uh, or caucus results or uh, versus how much of that was based on uh, donations? And, and are people watching um, 
you know, donations per visit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and are they testing that with the design? That would be interesting to know. I wonder. Hmm. But, you know, not as interesting as your local Alabama state treasurer and trying to get a YouTube video done for her on a zero budget. Well, maybe- that's, I, I think, uh, you know, that's I, the, the one of the other things I wanted to get your thoughts on was just sort of a, a reflection on sort of trends of 2011 now that we're in a new year. Thank goodness. And, okay, and that's reflect. one of them. That's one of them is this uh, is, is um, uh, that, you know, video is online video is, is uh, you know, I think at least working with my clients is one of those things that's just kind of uh, we, we're mainstream. And uh, so we're seeing more uh, of the independent uh, non-agency produced video hitting the Web and therefore less testing well do we know who did the herman cain video the one where the like the guy one? yeah the guy smokes at the end <laughs> and by the way do we know I, I i would imagine at some point and maybe i don't know maybe i'm wrong about this but the huntsman daughters the three girls who are so quippy and funny and they do the twitter feed yeah and, and they've done like some uh they've done a they did a video parody of the herman cain campaign video with the smoking at the end like how how much professional help is involved with them? I wonder. That's never wonder. come up. I've read interviews, and it, and there it's all, hey, this is us, and we just woke up with this idea, and you know, this sister said, hey, we should do this, or they've got to have some professional help, though, right? I feel like it. I feel like it. I uh, mean, when it comes to saying but- like, okay, let's do a video, maybe they have the initial concept, but they don't shoot the video. They probably got makeup people and a whole host of sort of editors and people who shoot it and they've got access to that oh, sorry. What? <laughs> i'd forgot i'd just forgotten how fantastic the smoking video is it's fantastic like, it should be funny or die <laughs> i mean that was real though Oh, that was real. 1.7 million views on uh, on YouTube, and frankly, that's not enough. That should be seen by se- by 70 million people. It's well, you that big. Come on, it's fantastic. He, w- he was ahead at one point. You'd think more people would see it. He's uh, that that video was posted by the Herman Cain, and the smoking guy is the chief of staff for the Herman Cain, Mark. Yeah, uh, as he likes to be called, the Mark Block. <laughs> Dude, I'm going for this the thing. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I just picture yourself at a party and, you know, you introduce yourself and, uh, you know, somebody says, you know, hey, I'm Susie Hansen. And you say, hi, I'm the I'm the Dane, Dane Christensen. Christensen. Yeah. Would you have to pause the or would you say I'm the Dane Christensen? They well, say, what? the Dane? Your name's the Dane? What? The. the is that one word? Dane one Christensen. One name? No, no, no. The, as in, Yeah. Like, as in the great You have a problem, actually, with that, because you could be, like, a Dutch prince. (laughs) (laughs) You are the Dane Christensen. I think, but... You know, like Shakespeare, you know. Shakespeare, you could be the Shakespearean Dane. Why not? Maybe I am. You wouldn't know. (laughs) All right, so what else sticks with you after, uh, from 2011, this political wonkiness? Yeah. This is Anything <laughs> stick out for should you? Should we do I a mean, politics is, show? Why not? We should do this a whole politics show. <laughs> let's, do, let's do our own political show. And uh, maybe we just focus on political advertising. I don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if anything, we've just proven we're not very good at it. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, I don't. I didn't major in political science. I think people who did are boring now. I mean, let's. It's okay. I think. I think you can do politics from a pop culture standpoint can't you why not well and here's another that's all bit. people seem to know about politics at the end of the day anyways well that's all they care about right <laughs> exactly uh I, you know and that's another thing that i think and and one of the things i think you're seeing in you know facebook.com slash the herman cain and i think one of the real challenges for 2012 as as there are more and more or there is more and more of a diffusion of platforms uh, potential platforms to get your message out there, right? You have uh, more and more of an opportunity to mess it up. <laughs> Does that make sense? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this this is an area. This is what's interesting, and this this is. Uh, uh, I, I think we're still in because it's so cyclical. 
you know, a few years ago, the conversation, I don't even know if it's back even a few years, I've, one, two, I'm not sure, but um, it was a very interesting conversation. Um, probably goes back as much as, you know, four or five years, but the, the, the evolution of corporate messaging from being very controlled, very sort of top-down, um, driven from, maybe created from, you know, the company's marketing or PR division, but approved by oftentimes the entire sort of top-level management before a website is put out or a brochure is, is distributed or an ad campaign is approved. And then the notion that it would become, and I don't know if democratic's the, the right word, I don't think it is, but it would at least become less diffused and more, uh, or more diffused, I mean, and, and more, um, uh, you know, allowing a Twitter account, for instance, or creating a Facebook page that allows for customer feedback on that page. I mean, that that was an evolution, right? I mean, that, that was, and there were lessons learned about what sort of restrictions to put in place or how to handle it or how to, and this is, you know, continues to evolve, of course, but big companies like, I think drug companies are a great example because they have a whole lot of legal issues to deal with and, you know, but companies like Pfizer have had active Twitter accounts for a few years and it's very, been a very interesting thing to to witness that literally, you know, these companies go from controlling everything that is said about them to understanding and accepting that it's good to not always be in control and to allow other people to drive some name recognition and some discourse. So with politics, you know, um, you know, politicians have done well being in, in control of every element of their campaign or when they're in office, every element of what they say and where they say it and, and what gets printed and, and all that kind of thing. But of course, you know, I mean, you, you can always get so much more mileage out of allowing other people to drive that in addition to you driving it. So lots of, lots of things I think are still very rocky about that. So like you're saying, you know, that the low budget videos or, or other people creating it, you know, I mean, Ron Paul is probably, and this is not the first campaign that Ron Paul has had major support from a certain segment of society or, or of the, you know, population or the voting public who really, uh, they put up, they'll use like a bed sheet and stencil kit and spray paint, you know, vote Ron Paul or whatever, and hang it up above a freeway on, you know, whatever, like a, a pedestrian overpass on the chain link fence. You see that quite a bit, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I see yeah. quite a bit of those. And, and, you know, that, of course, goes online. And how much of that do you try to control? Like, how much of your budget and your human resource capital, I guess, as a campaign, do you put into trying to police that or, or, or at least be aware of it, you know? It, well, yeah, I mean, there's there's sort of a positioning. I think we're talking about two things. Uh, the first one is, you know, what is your position on user-generated content? Mm -hmm. And that has changed I, or is an evolving discussion, um, which, you know, in, in the case of Ron Paul, having more of a population out there of supporters who are building a community and sharing their message uh, on behalf of Ron Paul is probably a good thing. I think you'd be hard to to say in a position of a candidacy, I really, you know, I don't like it when people share my message. That seems to be, to that would be a, a bit sort of nihilistic. <laughs> for the campaign. From, from who again? Ron Paul. Like if Ron Paul were to say, no, I don't, oh, right, I don't right, right. campaign. I don't want people no, out no. there. Without, exactly. They that would be antithetical their, to his. They can't put my name his, on a bed sheet. Rant. It's not, it's, it's copyright infringement. No. Right? And he knows very well, you know, that, that, uh, you know, the grassroots, I mean, he, he gets that he, he, uh, you know, I don't know what his technical understanding is, but he absolutely gets that, you know, he, he, uh, he gets all kinds of mileage out of, sort of giving power to his his supporters Absolutely. to do that kind of thing and 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 I think he's been very clever about um giving them resources to do that themselves so that you know he's not 
he's not going into a place like, say, Utah, which is a fairly uncontested state for the most part anyway, so, you know, it's not what they'd call a battleground state. Um, but he's got all kinds of supporters there who, are, I gather there are some sort of resources they have access to, like the stenciling or that kind of thing, because there's some there's some branding at play, like there's some similarity to the font usage or that kind of thing or the colors, but... I wonder, if you can, I wonder if you can like download it somewhere. Like I would think volunteer. that's what I gather. I've never looked into it, but that's uh, I've seen enough of those signs that I think there's some resource people have calls. access to. I want to go door to I want to host a house party. No, it's very it's I very wonder, well I impressive. Well, I think the more of those tools. But see, that's a, see that's the campaign side. But the other side in, in terms of the 2012 side, and I think so much of having to have these discussions about how you allow both staff in your organization, not just a campaign organization, but a company, how you allow your staff to participate in the online, uh, in the broader online social discussion, and how you encourage them to do so uh, through blogs and Twitter and Facebook, uh, versus how much control you have to exert over them, has been determined by the lack of control that uh, exists in the tools to measure and monitor that discussion. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think 2011, with the development of, of Hootsuite and other tools, analytics tools that allow you to uh, monitor multiple accounts and, and aggregate access to multiple sort of company account, uh, sort of corporate accounts to these social services, has really uh, started to cement. And now we're seeing the same level of, I, I think, I predict we're going to see the same level of control exerted in. Uh, you know, social media tools over Google Plus and over Facebook right. pages and over more sort of policy updates. And, and I think you ultimately can't run a successful political campaign without that kind of knowledge. I mean, I think that the I think that the original genius of Karl Rove was not a political one, but um, an analytics one. I mean, he, he was very good initially at understanding demographics and targeting demographics and and direct mail was his original you know sort of right. forte i guess which and, and direct mail strength. at the time was it was a mature communications tool yes and now i think we're seeing uh twitter and facebook and google plus as maturing communications maturing. tools exactly and, exactly and we're having the monitoring tools that we're able to see activity like we had like we have never been able well, to see before and i think there's great opportunity in that and what was the what was the the book then slash movie uh, with like Kathy Bates and I don't remember who else uh, John Travolta about the Bill Clinton campaign? What was that one? It was written by the Time guy. Oh yeah yeah no it was really good. Um, what was that called? Primary Colors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you remember the scene uh, early, uh, probably in the primaries? I think I'm not sure, but where they they sort of planted people in cafes and other public places where people were able to watch speeches or, or, and then they'd have like a cell phone or they'd use a payphone or whatever. And they'd call and say, people don't like it when they say that people don't like Hillary's dress or, but you know, they love this or they had a good reaction to that. And they would call back. And that seems so primitive today, although it still, I think has relevance and it's, you know, you, you getting a visceral, you know, human reaction to something I think still has importance, but Look at from there to today and the ability for people to sort of monitor Twitter after a debate or during a debate and to see what people are commenting on and to provide feedback. It's kind of crazy. One of the great tools, if you haven't used it, uh, it's an open source tool. Uh, gosh, I'm. Wow, I thought I was at the right place. It, the tool is called ThinkUp. And ThinkUp is a. Uh, Gina Trapani was the founder of um, the, uh, gosh, she's a, a life hacker. You know what life hacker? You do any of the uh, life hacker? I've, I've looked in. I've seen some things, but I've never adopted <laughs> any, any habits. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, as a sidebar, uh, you're a guy who could probably use that. No. You really? No, I'm serious. No, I, I am a life hacker. Give me a break. Well, that's, yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't need help. I'm, so, I've hacked life completely. Yeah. <laughs> Go to thinkupapp.com. I will. Thinkupapp. Uh, Thinkupapp is an open source web application. You got to install it on your own server. 
If you have a server, you can do this. And and this lets you, what ThinkUp allows you to do, you plug in your um, you, all of your networks, your Twitter, your Facebook. This kind of um, looks like inviting Big Brother right into my lap. But it's all your stuff, right? You're, okay. you're your own Big Brother, right? <laughs> okay. And, and it's unfortunate that the, the video that's right on the front page uses as a demo the White House Twitter account because it makes it look like, oh, my God, the White House is looking at my social uh, activity. But it's not. What, what the White House actually uses ThinkUp uh, as, a, uh, as a tool to measure uh, interaction online. And I installed ThinkUp on my own uh, server to, to uh, uh, start measuring. And, and in fact, as a sort of side benefit, it backs up and archives all of your activity on your own server. So if Twitter ever goes down, you keep all your posts. Um, and I started looking at it, and it's absolutely fascinating, the level of detail. And algorithmically, what you can learn by the people who interact with you on these networks. Um, I It's really, uh, you know, in, in terms of an open source tool that you can download and install today if you have a little bit of that sort of bent for tinker hackery, um, it is brilliant. Uh, the White House has, I think, you know, just listening to Gina Trapani talk about it, um, you know, the White House has, has uh, really been a major provider of data to build this service in a way that you know you've got to you've got to flood the thing with data to be able to really see how you want the analytics to work and uh, the result is is a, an incredibly rich tool uh, that allows you to see how your community is rallying around the things that you talk about that's fascinating watch the have you watched the little you got to watch the little video don't do it now I'm not going to do it now. Yeah, no, I'm saving this discovery. It's really... For when I will be fully distracted because I need some life hacker. You're a little... Help. You need... Uh, a little. I need some life hacker medication. I don't want to, you know, saddle you with anything, you know, <laughs> too might... significant. But but it's uh, it's fascinating. And, and you know, when you look at the... Uh, you know, it's out of... It's a ThinkUp 1.0. They're, they're working on ThinkUp 2.0 and... It is uh, the the they're redesigning. It's already in need of a of a redesign, and I think that's a result of, you know, the mass of data that they are that that they are allowing people to collect, and they're starting to see these really big accounts, and it it scales difficultly, you know. I mean, it's beautiful, but when you look at it, sometimes you can get sort of confused by uh, all of the the mass of data that you start being able to collect. And their version two, there's a blog post on on ThinkUpApp dot uh, that you can link to from ThinkUpApp. Dot com that will show you what ThinkUp 2.0 is going to look like, and you can. I'm I'm really gunning for a quick release. It is a beautiful application. So start collecting lots of data and start looking at it. This is, I think, that's what back to the trends of 2011-12. This is, I think, what we're going to see in 2012 that really sort of um, uh, cements this. Uh, striving toward design of data uh, and being able to for organizations, big brands to look at data in a way that they've never been able to look before. And as a result, be able to engage in their community in a way that they've never been able to, to do before. I think it's, it's, it, it bodes really well for community management online, brand community management online. Yeah. I mean, and, and it also, um, I mean, it just reminds you how active you should be, but can be, you know, in managing that and, and knowing it and understanding it. I mean, there, every time you, you know, you look and sort of revisit this issue, you find some new tool or some new application or some new way to interpret data that, um, that sort of, that has relevance and value, you know, mm -hmm. whether you're in this case, an individual, well, or a community, I guess, but starting with you as an individual, whether you care i guess that much or not um which by the way what's the most vain city in america do you know that one the most vain city in america what would you guess uh i would say and I'm, I'm sun gonna... valley california oh there's no such thing okay there... i just made that up there's a sun something in california right? sun... well there's sun valley idaho sun uh... valley no that's not the one i was thinking of what's the there's a it's not like you think of Orange County. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Orange County, oh, Orange, Orange, the OC, Sun. the OC, I, the S, got, the got, SCI, the SC. It's got you for life with these Sun Orange tie-in. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you are still affected by that. <laughs> so questions included things like, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your attractiveness? What are you reading here? What is this? Oh, I don't remember where it was. Who knows? Self Magazine or something. I don't know. This has so, nothing to do with analytics and community management. Does. All right, Self-awareness. It All was right. this think up and how concerned are you about people talking about it? Oh, you? okay. I, All right, go. I'm, this is good. Now I'm excited. Okay. So that's one question. Um, have you ever had plastic surgery? Do you know anybody who has had plastic surgery? Um, and so questions like that, they actually were pretty valid. Number one, most vain city in America, uh, Miami, Florida. Have you ever been to Miami? No, you, you, you went to Florida recently and didn't go to Miami. No, because I was scared of Dexter. Oh, Miami is a beautiful place with beautiful people. Um, yeah, they were number one. Uh, what was number two? I, Miami kind of jumped out because Los Angeles, I think, was five. I think everyone would say they're number one. Vegas, I was gonna, yeah, yeah, the OC. Right, yeah, OC. No, they were down there. It was uh, New York was up there. Um, uh, Miami what about Real, Real Housewives? Where are they? Phoenix was in the top four. Phoenix well, was in the top four? I believe it was, yeah. Phoenix is a big plastic surgery mecca. Yeah, no, I can see that. I think Phoenix, but the average American rates themselves where on a scale of one to ten? I'll tell you the answer, unless you want to guess. Seven. That's right. The average American rates themselves as a seven out of ten. Now, have you been to Walmart lately? Three. Just. <laughs> I've seen the average American. <laughs> They're not a seven. The average American is not a seven. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's <clears throat> the average. The average South Beach, uh, um, what Walker by er is a seven plus. But yeah, no, I've been to. I live in Middle America right now. You really do. An official flyover area. We do have an airport, but this is a flyover state. So, mm. yeah, there's a lot. There's a there's a lot of beauty up where you are now. A lot of, there's a lot, I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I, I mean, geographic beauty. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A lot of beauty. You live in a beautiful I'm, part of the world. It's, it's pastoral. It's serene. It's and pleasant. Thank God for the internet so that you can actually and, stay connected with the rest of us. And this, yeah. Well, and I can order things off Amazon. Um, I've done that several times since I've are been you here. A, are you a prime member? No, but this oh, is. Oh, you should totally do that. Right, I did a I did a uh, one month test once in in Salt Lake, and it just wasn't didn't seem. Uh, you need it now, son. You but need I it need now. it now. No, literally, I've 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 made about uh, five Amazon orders. Since when I've you been. can order a washer and dryer, uh, overnight for three dollars each, can for you? shipping for shipping. If it's if it's available in Prime, they will deliver it for for you know two ninety nine to go from like two days because right. it's it's like three day standard shipping is free with prime or two day whatever it is all right next show we need to do we need to dig into this i think next week what we ought to maybe talk about uh the ways that uh uh internet shopping and social media make the bobo lifestyle palatable i'm i would like to do a show on what the hell you just said <laughs> Did I, did I what say is the, what is the bobo, bobo lifestyle? That doesn't mean that's not a, you just made up oh, that I word. I meant boho maybe. I think I meant boho. Hobo, hobo maybe. Boho magnesium boho. The bobo the bobo so lifestyle. I, that I'm writing down. Wait a minute. It's a boho new green lifestyle. I don't know. That's I thought it, I thought it, I thought it meant uh, yeah it is. It, it was boho. a whole book. It was it's a it's a it's the supposed sort of demographic uh, trend that allows people to be geographically unattached and to sort of live anywhere. It was sort of a, a it was sort of a mega trend prediction about eight years ago that that um, I think this was actually kind of at the height of the late '90s internet boom, perhaps actually that this prediction was made that you know people would. Um, wouldn't feel the need to live close to their jobs or to, uh, you know, civic centers because they could live anywhere and have access to everything. It didn't quite play out that way because, of course, current demographic trends have cities becoming increasingly important. And, um, you know, people are moving closer to the city center, partly to drive less and to use fewer resources and they have fewer children, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, 
but I feel like, you know, I'm sort of living this initial prognostication that, um, that I can move to a place like the outskirts of the, of, you know, Boise, Idaho and, and can still have access to everything I need. So we'll see. This is an experiment for me. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, since you bought a house there, it seems like kind of a, <laughs> kind of a commitment to the experiment. Yeah, no, say. I know. It's not like a week in Palm Springs. No, no not like that. <laughs> that's a different kind of that's experiment. That's a different experiment. <laughs> I, uh, that, <laughs> I did that once. We should go to Burning Man. <laughs> we that, should. That but should you were thinking Coachella. Do. That was the tie-in you just Co- had. Uh, yeah, Coachella, and I was also thinking the Oregon uh, Country Fair. Oh, we should totally do that. Oh, nurse. Yeah, let's go. All right, man. Well, hmm. I got to roll. Uh, it's good talking to you. <laughs> good talking to you. All right. Catch you uh, next week. Catch you next week. Bye.